Hello and welcome to another interview of Wannabe Entrepreneur. Today I have a very interesting topic to explore. I'm here with uh, Shuhil. Did I say your name correctly? Uh, Shuhi, yeah. Shuhi, okay. Yeah. Shuhi. Uh, thank you so much for accepting this uh, invitation. Show so uh, short notice. I basically sent him a message. I guess like one hour ago or so, and he said, "Okay, let's do it." So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. So today, I want to cover a topic that, especially now after the this COVID times, I think it's really important, which is tips and tricks about working remotely. And uh, I even asked on Twitter to give a couple for people to give me a couple of uh, suggestions and tips. And now I'm speaking with Shuhi, and he has been working remotely for the past six years. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Cool. So I guess this will be very interesting, and we have someone with a lot of experience. And uh, myself, I, I've also been working remotely for for a while now. First, when uh, when the COVID started, and now as a bootstrapper. So I guess it's something that bootstrappers, especially solopreneurs, they have to do it because they don't have an office to go to. And uh, there's, I don't know. I, I also have a lot of questions for you. So uh, Shuri, thank you so much. Uh, but just to start, I would like for you to introduce yourself. Just give a couple of words about uh, who who are you and uh, what what's your background, and uh, yeah. A little bit about yourself, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, my name is Shuhi. So basically, I've been working uh, remotely for over six uh, for over six years now. I'm working for uh, a company in in the US, uh, and I'm I'm actually based in Malaysia. So there's a big uh, there's a big time zone gap there. Uh, mm. That's gonna be uh, some interesting topic to talk about too. What is the time difference? The time difference should be, I think, around 12 hours between. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, 12 lot, hours. Yeah. Uh, I've been developers for over, I think, more than uh, eight years now. Um, then the the current role is also is also a developer. Mm -hmm. And uh, beside the day job, I also uh, run a side project, uh, which is called Stencil. Uh, mm -hmm. It's is at uh, So uh, I think uh, working remotely give a uh, especially for for solo entrepreneur uh working remotely can give you a lot of advantages even if you have like if you even if you have like a day job right yeah i i definitely agree but there's also some disadvantages i guess and uh we we can we will also speak about those yeah that's right mm -hmm. so uh you you said that you are a developer what 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 kind of developer backend frontend what are your languages um, my languages are Haskell and Rescript. Uh, that's what I do uh, most for my for, for my job. And then I also do like Elixir. Uh, that's that's the uh, that's the stack I'm using for for my side project. I don't know any of these languages actually. Oh, <laughs> can, can, can you say X? You you said Excel? No. Uh, Elixir. Elixir. Like. Elixir. Yeah, that's right. Is that is that a backend or a frontend? Uh, uh, that's language? a backend language, uh, and then the Rescript is a is a is a, a frontend language. Uh, basically, it's it's almost similar to TypeScript, but I would think uh, it's a better choice <laughs> anyway. So it's uh, like JavaScript. Oh uh, yeah, that's correct. Ah, okay. Well, this is a really interesting stack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's quite mm -hmm. of a hipster here. <laughs> so. Uh, 
those languages that I'm using, uh, they are actually functional languages. Right. So it's a, it's a bit it's a bit different than uh, when we start programming. Usually we start with uh, object oriented programming. That's what yeah, that's what yeah. I uh, that's what uh, I started with too. Yeah, same. What is the difference between a functional language and uh, object oriented language? Uh, basically, it's mostly the uh, the paradigm. Uh, uh, usually regarding how do you manage the state. So in OOP, usually you have like encapsulation. Uh, we try to encapsulate uh, as much of uh, as much as possible the state of your object. Uh, that could also cause uh, some of the state being implicit. That means when mm -hmm. you when, that means whenever you make uh, changes to the object, um, it's not really clear uh, right. that that a state has changed. So with functional programming, everything is a function basically, and then you have to pass things around explicitly. That's that's very interesting. I I have uh, never worked with a functional language. It's, so uh, interestingly, like Rescript uh, is uh, originally was developed by Bloomberg, and right now, I think it's quite mainstream. It's, it's quite mainstream now, but it's not as popular as any other. Right. Uh, what is like, the advantage in terms of performance, or in which cases would you pick to use a functional language or a like a normal one? Uh, I can give you an example uh, for Rescript. So mm -hmm. the problem that we had um, at work uh, when we used uh, JavaScript back uh, back then is, well, was yeah. that we had a lot of uh, trouble with refactoring. Uh, our code base was running like a legacy Angular at that time. Mm -hmm. And then when we convert our code to like Rescript, everything is uh, uh, immutable. That means... Um, that mean when you make changes, it doesn't really affect any other parts of the uh, any other parts of the right. code. Right. Yeah. So that makes uh that makes uh refactoring a lot more uh easier and then less less scary. So whenever you make changes in here, you you definitely know that uh it won't it won't like implicitly affect any other part of your code. Yeah. Um, so you have you have the single uh, purpose principle interwined with with the logic right like yeah, every yeah. function has only one goal and so much it's much easier to refactor yeah that's right that's right ah, and then yeah, and then point. the interesting the interesting bit about using like rescript because it's a compile language basically when you write the when you write your code uh, you write in rescript but when it gets compiled it gets compiled to uh, uh, to, uh to javascript and ah, we okay. haven't had a runtime error for over two years, so that I think that is something amazing when 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 we are when we're talking about like front end technologies, right? Usually in JavaScript, you have a lot of like runtime errors, like object yeah. is not a function kind of thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. For two years, how? Yes. Like, yeah. But yeah. why? Why don't you have those? It, it, ah, because it's compiled, so it detects yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, we. Ah. Yeah. All, all those errors are detected during during compile time, um, right. and then we still do, we still have errors, of course, but they are mostly just like logical errors, like business business business. Of course, logic. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have compile. So, so the difference is that like JavaScript or uh, or Python, for instance, are languages that they are not compiled beforehand, so you can you occur these errors can occur, like object is not or a segmented segmentation false or something like this, but with uh, compiling languages, everything runs 
through a compiler before before actually running the code, right? So all of these bugs are detected. So you can actually have those, ha have a compiler and still use Jav JavaScript yeah, when you great. use Rescript. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, thank you for sharing about it. I, I just I will I will link uh, Rescript in the, in the description of this episode as well. But um, let's let's uh, let's stop speaking about uh, geek stuff okay. <laughs> and let's get started with uh, with this stuff. I I'm imagining a lot of my non-developer listeners already in, like skipping ahead or thinking, okay, let's stop this. Um, but it's really interesting for me. Um, so, when did you did you ever like work in a normal office before? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually. Uh... I work as developer before, before, uh, before this too. Uh, mm -hmm. In my previous job, I had to go to off to the office. Um, so basically, the same stuff that everyone is doing, um, end to five kind of thing. Did you like that? Um, it, I think it depends because there are certain days that you just won't, <laughs> that you just don't feel like going to the office, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah certainly there are days like that, and then there are certain days you uh, you are excited to go to mm -hmm. the office. So it's, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. When I, when I was going, so I, I used to work at Truvago. Uh -huh. uh, it was my first job. And uh, we had like a hybrid system. Like I, I would go most of the days, but that's sometimes if I didn't want to go, I could just say hey, I'm staying at home. Was that the same for you? Uh, no, we, no, there was, there wasn't an option uh, when I was working in my previous okay. job. Yeah. You, you have to go to the office. What were the things that you hated the most about going to the office? Um, I think most most of the I think the, the commute time. I was living yeah. in in Kuala Lumpur, which is uh, mm -hmm. which is the uh, main city in Malaysia, which is yeah. the central uh, central of Malaysia. So that means I have my commute every day took me around uh, at least two or three hours a day. So I yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. So one and a half hours to go and another one and a half to return. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. The yeah, distance isn't is, the distance isn't so bad actually. Uh but the traffic was was pretty bad. And there's no public transportation? That like uh subway or they, something? There are, but um the some of the location uh the location uh of my office isn't isn't uh isn't near mm. on the afternoon uh, yeah, yeah it's not reachable okay yeah that's definitely something that i hated and i when i was studying uh for me my commute to college was also like one hour and i i promised to myself that i would never had that so when i moved uh because i was living in germany and i moved like just 10 minutes walk from the office and that was the best thing ever you know <laughs> <laughs> I could literally walk. I could leave at any time, and in ten minutes, I would always be in the office. And that, that was it. Really changes your life quality, you know. Yeah, that's true. And and to avoid the traffic, usually I have to stay. I usually like stay back. Uh, right. So instead of like going around five, I usually just go back around like seven or eight. Mm. Uh, so I could uh, so I could at least like do something else in between this time and then not having to deal with like uh one hour traffic right yeah yeah i completely understand yeah. that and um so w when did the opportunity to start working remotely came up so usually in hacker news uh there were like many uh posts about uh who's hiring this month who wants to right. be hired uh 
spread. So uh, I think I posted in one of the uh, posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone from from the company reached out to me and like to know if I'm interested in working with them. So so that's how I got uh, the current work. So then the usual uh, process, interviews, uh, things like that, and then the uh, and then signing the contract. Everything is done. Everything is done uh, online. Mm-hmm. So this was already this company from the US. Ah uh, yes, uh, it's called Plow Technologies actually. Uh, is mm-hmm. it? It is based in Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, so this this was something kind of new for you, right? Like, were you scared? Of doing this transition, worried that things might wouldn't work out. What, what were your thoughts back then? Uh, yeah, definitely. I have those. I have those uh, feelings. Uh, I think most. I think the my most worry at that time is about like job security because all of the process happen happen online. Right. Uh, and then you never actually meet those person. Uh, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, physically right and so you so i wasn't really sure if that's uh, if that's something legit or not but they sent me some cash to get my uh, laptop set up uh, to yeah, get it, yeah, yeah. to get everything set up so so i know it was it was legit and the and the what about the salary so that's a big advantage right about working to companies that are in other and other countries that you might have a better salary was it something uh, that also attracted yeah. you Yeah, that's correct. In terms of in terms of salary, uh, I got whatever the uh, uh, whatever the rest of developers are having basically. So there wasn't there wasn't really because you know like certain companies they have uh, based on location, so they try exactly. to pay you based on your based on your location instead of like paying everyone the same salary. So this is not this is not the case. So I think that uh, I'm a bit fortunate in, in terms of that. Yeah. So you got yeah. the same salary as your peers in the US. Oh uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. And the cost of living in Malaysia is it lower? Um that's the, uh, if you compare to the US it's definitely uh lower. Lower, yeah. Yeah. So now you are living like a king. <laughs> well, well not really Texas. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right, right, right. So your your taxes you pay in Malaysia, right? So how, uh, how is great. that done? Wait, so The way the arrangements done, I uh, I set mm-hmm. up a company, so those payment go through the go to the company. So I, I have to talk to uh, to my boss about this this arrangement first because uh, initially I didn't do that, and then I had a lot of like financial difficulties uh, when dealing with banks. Um, right. Yeah. So bank uh, treated me uh, like an expat, even though I'm a local. Um, so that means uh, if I need to get a credit card, if I need to get to get a loan, um, that's a whole. Uh, it's it's, it's very, okay. yeah, that's a whole problem that I have to deal with. This is actually something that people normally don't think about, mm-hmm. but it's really an interesting topic topic that that you're raising because yeah. now, you know, I, I feel that laws are still we are still kind of catching up to this new era of working remotely. Especially mm-hmm. now after COVID, where there's so many jobs like this, that there's still a lot of things that are not known, that are not covered by the law, that the banks are not aware of, and uh, so there will be always some friction to set everything up, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so you you got the job, you you set up everything, and then I want to know how how were your first days? Like no, normally in my in my job at Trivago, for instance, we got an onboarding week. So we went there. I think everyone that was starting during that week, I think we were like 20, 25 people. And we, we had like a, a week of training or not training, but we we got some presentations about the company. We got to know the company, how everything was set up. We got to know our peers. Uh-huh. We, we had some case studies, everything in the office, you know, physically. Uh-huh. How was your onboarding? So so we have like a, a, like a stand-up every mm-hmm. uh, twice a week. Right. So basically during the stand-up, uh, that's how I got introduced to, to the rest of the team. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, now I, we have to speak about what, what, you just, what you mentioned in the beginning of our conversation. You have a 12 hours time difference, right? Mm-hmm. How, so your stand-ups happened in your evening and it's their morning, right? Something like yeah, this. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So my stand-up usually happens around uh, 10, 10 p.m. my time. Mm-hmm. And during uh, and then uh, when daylight saving happens, uh, that's around eleven p.m. Still not as bad. Eleven p.m. Yeah, it's eleven p.m. So wait, what, what's your schedule like? Uh, when do you start working? When do you finish working? Uh, usually I start work. I try to pick a like a fixed schedule. So I try to work between like eight to five. Uh, that's during my time. Uh, right. So that's uh that's my schedule, and then usually at night I have like uh we have we use like Discord right now. Previously we use Slack, mm-hmm. now we use Discord, uh for for uh for communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually I have like my Discord open. Uh, mm-hmm. so anytime if anyone uh wants to communicate, uh, I I'm usually like uh even even though even though it's past five. Uh, I'm still. I'm cause sometimes I, I still uh, respond to messages in in, in Discord. Yeah, right, but so not, you you have your meetings after hours, let's say, right? Yeah, that's so right. So this mm-hmm. this stand up that you have at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Um, this happens long after you finish work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, uh, like last the, night, I missed yeah. the meeting because I was asleep. So yeah, but wow. but, but nobody was. Uh, was was really, I mean, Worried I've been working it. here for yeah. for like six years, so nobody really, uh, really, really cared by missing a lot. Mm. Isn't isn't that a bit? Um, doesn't doesn't it feel that you are basically always working? Because if you have, you might have meetings until eleven, and you start at eight. So does it feel that you you are just like working too much? Um, I. I think that depends because usually if I if I'm working on uh, if I usually on Tuesday and Thursday that's uh, those are the days where I have my uh, my 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 stand up usually around mm-hmm. like Tuesday or Thursday I should I don't really work like eight five usually eight, right eight, you start eight, later time. yeah yeah start later. yeah 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 and uh, okay that's for the stand ups and the stand ups I guess are are a bit easier for you to to arrange because they're always at the same time always in the same day what about uh ad hoc meetings like how do um, you yeah manage those um ha- yeah i had i had that happens uh, multiple times actually so usually uh, they try to accommodate uh 
the time. So usually we set up like uh like the calend calendly is that calendly yeah 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 we, we usually we set up that and then we try to pick pick uh some hours that both of us can actually meet. So mm-hmm. that could be that could be after five too. Uh, and the end that could be uh that could be uh, during working hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I so- think when we are working uh when we have a lot of uh gaps like that i think we have to compromise the time right. that we are meeting so it's okay for people to set up for people in the us to set up meetings that uh, are past your working hours mm-hmm. and it's all, but but for you <laughs> i guess it's harder like is it also okay for you so let's say if it's 9 p.m. in their time is 9 a.m. in yours right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it okay also for you to set up meetings at their uh, 9 p.m.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So wow. usually usually how it goes is that if I if I need help from them, so mm-hmm. I, sh- I I should probably be the one who set up the uh, the time. So basically right. my time is 9 p.m. and then their time yeah. is 9 a.m. So and then if they right. need my help usually uh, they do like my time and then the night right, right, right. right so so if you need their help then you will be the one making the sacrifice <laughs> yeah that's true okay got it <laughs> how many meetings do you have per week uh not not many really actually yeah. we only have like two we only have two stand ups we rarely have okay. like meetings ad hoc meetings because so that's the paradise that's paradise for a developer isn't it Yeah, because mostly communication happens either through our Discord or through the GitHub uh, issues. As you know, as you know, I I did a little uh, Slack, uh, Slack, no, sorry, a little Twitter question on mm-hmm. uh, on my Twitter asking uh, what would be. So my my question was, what would be your advice for someone that just started working remotely? And and you also answered, but mm-hmm. uh, there was also here some interesting answers. So I I want to read them to you, and uh, I want to hear your thoughts on them. Okay. So. Um, Frederick van Lierda said that um, he thinks that it's really important to basically have a routine. So he, he wakes up as he's going to work, he dresses up as he's going to work, and he has like a routine. So he starts, takes a shower, uh, drinks coffee, and um, and he tries also to have a different place for working. and Or he says that he even builds a place for for his working so that he can clearly distinguish between uh, office and uh, home mm-hmm. do do you all, do you also have a routine like this uh i do um i also have like my own office in 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 my home um, okay but but i do understand that uh some some people are not because like if you are renting for example then you might not have enough room to make your own office right um, But again, I think this depends on this. It depends a lot on the individual. Um, I don't really have any issues working without uh, an office or without having routine because I have I have like one coworker uh, from Spain. Um, right. Even though he lives in Spain, um, his hours are pretty uh, pretty much uh, hectic. I would say he doesn't really have like a fixed schedule. So he works. He works um, until he got tired, and then he stopped. Like for me, for example, I have I have a family. Uh, I have like a small toddler, 
So I need to have mm-hmm. uh, those kind of routine, you know? Because what, what I'm afraid of is, and I think it also happened to me, like at, at some point, if you don't have an office, like, like in your case, you can you actually distinguish between your office and your home? And then, I don't know, it's, I, I feel that it's quite easy for your life uh, to really interwine your business life or your professional life with your uh, social life. Uh-huh. Uh, did this ever happen to you that at some point you were basically always working? You felt that you were always in your office? Uh, when I was uh, when I was starting uh, mm-hmm. working remotely, I have I have that problem because right. because when you are working in the office, um, you have uh, the phys- physical presence. So someone would notice that you are there, and then okay, uh, that means you are doing some work. But when when you are working remotely, it's, it's mm-hmm. all based on trust. Um, like like nobody knows that you are working, right? Right. So right. It's, it, yeah. So it's all about it's all about it's all about trust. And then mm-hmm. during one of the review, uh, my boss actually asked me whether I, I whether I have a work life balance set up properly. So your boss is also aware of this, and he he, he cares about. The, the employees and he cares about that the employees should still have a work-life balance that is healthy, right? Yeah, that's right. Huh. There's there's another answer here from Cage and he says, do not ignore your health too. Add exercise to your routine and keep fit. Uh-huh. And uh, I also noticed this, like I've been, uh, like my life is basically my chair now. And I if I have a lot to work, <laughs> I, I'm always in my chair. And if I don't have anything set up to do some exercise, especially with COVID, because everything kind of closed down and there was no gyms, there were no you know events or sports happening, it's really easy to have this sedentary life. And uh, do do you feel that is important to also exercise or? Yeah, what, yeah, that's right, that? that's right. Because because I think when when you work remotely, what one thing that I notice is that your lifestyle is more sedentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Than yeah. when you are going to the office, because when you're going to the office, you you actually walk a lot. Actually, you walk to your friend's cubicle, you exactly. walk to your friend's place. But in the office, you must. But when you work remotely, you basically just uh, be sitting in your chair for the whole day. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes exercise you go to the important. bathroom. Sometimes you go to the kitchen, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great point, and that's something that um, people maybe not not notice that much mm-hmm. because uh, especially you know the the reason why i had this idea for this topic is because i, I have a friend matthias i also even interviewed him uh, here in the podcast and he now he's start, starting his uh his uh, remote job so it's mm-hmm. for the first time and he asked me for tips and he said it could be a good topic for for an episode and here we are but this is something that people don't think about you know okay. now you're always in your house and you need to set up your exercise and one thing that is very interesting when i was in trivago they had also sports so trivago is like it's a kind of a big tech company so they had uh, gyms they have also like football and you had also your peers that you could organize you know Uh this kind of team sports once i left that i also left all the sports and now i'm i'm there's no hr there's no one organizing this kind of events and sports for for myself and it's very hard to to do it um how do you manage that? Does, does your company also give you some budget for exercise and something like this? 
Uh, no, we don't. Uh, no, they don't give us any any kind any any kind of budget like that. But okay. I have like friends who who works with other company remotely too. Uh, yeah. they do have uh that sort that sort of budget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it depends on the on the company on the company too. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is uh, something for the listeners if they. If they are looking for uh, a remote job, this is maybe something to ask about. Uh, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you have some some uh, budget for uh, exercise, and uh, Isaac also said something really interesting, uh, which I totally agree. He said, "Get a good coffee machine," <laughs> oh. and this is probably uh, I, I have uh, my award um buy of the the year award that i <laughs> i give to myself <laughs> so it's something that i do it and mine is definitely my coffee machine i, I bought one that it's kind of a bean bean to cup mm-hmm. so you add the beans it brews the beans it grinds it, it does everything and it's it's amazing for two reasons first it's not those capsulous uh coffee machines because i drink two three coffees a day this would be three capsulas every day and that's a mm-hmm. lot of waste that I'm able to avoid. And second, I have great coffee. So I don't need to go out. I don't need, you know, it's really important for me. Do you also, are you also a coffee drinker? No, I don't, do, I don't drink coffee at all, actually. Ah, okay. <laughs> so for you, the coffee machine is not a good idea. What, what do you drink? Uh, mostly just water and then so just, water. Uh, yeah, just some sweet drinks. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is this something? That you have to think about, like what what would I I have to buy for my you know office days? Uh, not really. It's just like a normal household. That I, w- <laughs> uh, I would say that <laughs> it's just that I feel like I'm just working at home. I think yeah, yeah. That's how that's how that's how I do it. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. And then one thing also to note about working remotely, uh, I think there are two sort of companies. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, if if you notice uh, the trend of like uh, uh, of hiring remote, they have like uh, some companies requires uh, some overlapping overlapping time zone, and then some yeah. some doesn't. So I I think those two companies usually have like two different cultures too. So for example, if if those remote companies require like overlapping hours, usually the communications are much more uh, synchronous. Synchronous, yeah. yeah. And then, and then for those company that hires like globally, uh, they usually, uh, they usually have like more written written communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yours is the as remote as it can get. Yeah, that's <laughs> for your right. company, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like twelve hours time difference, and uh, yeah. so, so yeah. I guess communication is key in your case, uh-huh. right? And uh, let's talk a little bit about communication. What are your tips for uh, to have great communita- communication with people working uh, remotely? So when we, uh, so for example, when we develop features, we don't straight go to the uh, to the coding. Basically, uh, we write some specification, and then someone go through this that specification, make sure that. Uh, that's how they want uh, things to be implemented. If this. Uh, uh and then someone would uh, this happened informally there's no like a formal process but mm-hmm. that's how that's how things are being done um that's really that's really helps a lot because when you uh try to develop a feature and then we and then you want to make sure that 
that you covers all the all the possibilities because if you hit a, a snag somewhere for example uh then you need to communicate to to the uh to the person that knows uh, more detail about uh, about the business right. for example uh then that's a blocker right so mm. you want to you want to get all of those uh uh blocking issues out of the way uh, uh as early as right. possible how do you do that with great specifications yeah great specification uh, right so yeah. you have a culture of really when you you when you make your tickets you write everything like you overwrite things you say like you really go to the details is that it yeah that's right and then okay. uh those kind of thing we even though we have discord so uh because discord uh is most mostly for like synchronous uh, communication yeah, so that's yeah. that's kind of thing we write in either github uh issue uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because otherwise, otherwise, uh, that kind of information will be uh, will will get lost. So, in if I think about my developing times, we would also lose a lot of time or spend a lot of time in uh, in between QA and development. Uh, so let's say I develop a feature, I I move it to quality assurance, which is basically someone that is going to test what I've just built. And then if they would find something, they would move it back to me and we would sometimes be back and forth, back and forth. How does that work with uh, with this different time zone difference? Uh, with test in production? So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's a similar process, but... But during those time, uh, we have other things that we can do. So basically, we can either go uh, grab some uh, bug issues that we can try to fix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think when when we when but when but you we... know that that's something that I I I really don't like because what happens there and I, I I've seen that happen before. So you move something for for QA, then you pick up another task. Suddenly, you have so much work. And you have all the tasks, and uh, it's really hard to to manage, right? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that that could happen too. I mean, uh, uh, but usually you don't go uh, picking up more than. Usually, we only have like two things uh, at a time. Right. Otherwise, do you have a rule for that? A hard rule for that? We don't, uh, because uh, the way that we work here is mostly like autonomous. Like, Mm. like everyone has the things that they are working on and then right. if you don't really have anything to work on uh so basically you you try to manage yourself that's how mm-hmm. that's how we do things so yeah right i think when when we work remotely the ment- i think the mentality has to change a little bit because you you are mostly like operating uh by yourself usually because, right yeah and that, and that's a great uh... Uh, topic for us to talk about now because I'm an extrovert person, right? So I get my energy by hanging out with other people, by chatting, and uh, and working remotely as a, as a bootstrapper, especially, uh, it can be very lonely. Uh-huh. And uh, do do you feel like that? Do, do, and so I miss feeling part of something bigger than myself. You know, when I was part of a company, especially when I worked for the startup that I worked afterwards, you know, I felt like I was part of a team and I loved that feeling. And we were all working together for the startup, for the company to succeed. 
do you have this feeling or can you kind of lose it uh, when you work remotely? Uh, you still have the same feel. You, you still have the same feeling, um, but but it's sort of like different because um, I I I can understand the social isolation uh, when when you're working remotely for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do miss like go going to the office, but I I miss going to the office uh, mostly because of like meeting with people kind of thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. So how do you, so when I was working in this startup, it was the first time we had people working remotely full time. So we, most of us were working in the office, but then we had some people working remotely. And it was very interesting because especially uh, one of them, Christy, made a big effort to make sure that we will still have the feeling of being a team. So we had like multiple online team events. We would grab a beer online. We had this thing called random coffees where Slack, uh, there was a Slack bot that would pair people every week so that they would have a random coffee and like just chat and so on. So it, it was interesting because we would still see each other quite often. And uh, once I met them in real life, let's say, they, I felt let, that I have met them already, that I knew them already. Do you also have these kind of events? Uh, no, we don't. Um, mm. We Previously, we had... I mean, like every year, usually we have... Um, Uh, like a hackathon uh, mm-hmm. so so in functional programming uh, in, in functional programming scene there was this a big conference it's called like ICFP mm-hmm. um, usually they have like a hackathon so usually during during the weekend uh, during the hackathon weekend usually like uh, most of uh, most of us in the companies who can participate basically uh, join as, a, as one team uh, 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 for the for the competition, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we don't really have. Um, I mean, like sometimes I do, I do like I do chat with my colleague. Uh, um, right, right. Yeah, try. Yeah, because I, I've met them personally, so I think we had like one uh, before COVID. We have I met them once before COVID. Yeah, uh, we had like uh, everyone, everyone from everyone came from all around the world, uh, uh, right, to, to, to the office for three years. Yeah. Do you think that it should be done uh, more often, or are you okay with 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 that the frequency? Um, traveling is 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 hard really, because uh, like um, I know like I know like some companies some companies actually do that um uh, every year, mm-hmm. uh, but I think. I think for me, I'm okay. Uh, you don't uh, miss it. Oh uh, yeah, I don't really. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't actually miss it. Okay. Yeah. So, I what about your um, your social life? Do you have friends? Then your friends that are outside of your work that you hang out with, or yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, yeah, it's... I think that would be that would be that would be difficult if I. Uh, if I don't really have any friends outside of outside yeah, of work, yeah. I think that would be that would be that would be a different story, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, if I think about when I moved to Germany, my friends were my coworkers. That uh-huh. then they they started as coworkers, and now they are some of them. They are my best friends, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's something that you kind of miss out, especially if you have such a, a big time difference. But do you know something interesting that I've learned from Spotify? So what Spotify does is they 
use WeWork, which is a company that basically they own a lot of um, co-working spaces, and they say everyone that is working in Amsterdam can hang out in uh, in uh, the, our co-working space in Amsterdam. Everyone that is uh, working in Malaysia can also hang out there. Wouldn't this right. be a possibility? So that let's say you have three, four, five peers that also work in Malaysia for that company in the US, and they could somehow hang out in the office in the co-working space. I think if the company is like really big, uh, then I think it would, would make sense. But I'm the only one from Malaysia, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that and then, that's, yeah. That's and then one, one thing that I want to point out is that when you were talking about um, uh, some of the some of the co some of your coworkers are working remotely, some of them are the office. Uh, mm-hmm. We have some sort of like rules that whoever works in the office when you want to communicate. Uh, uh, you have to use the you have to use Discord. That's very important. Yeah, yes. otherwise, uh, people who are working remotely will miss out. Just come. That's very. That's a very great topic, and uh, because one, it's it's easier, in my opinion, to that if everyone is working remotely, then to have this hybrid mode. Because mm-hmm. if you have this hybrid mode and people are not trained to work uh, remotely, then what happens is that people that are working remotely are. Uh, feel uh, left, left out. out. Yeah, yeah, right. because they are not part of the conversation. So that's something actually that Christy, that uh, coworker that was uh, working uh, remotely, that he kept on teaching us and telling us: if you have a joke to make, make it also on Discord or on Slack. If you have something to to ask or something to share, share it also on Slack. Don't share only for for your peers next to you. And uh, it's something that it it needs training. It, it, it doesn't come easily, it doesn't come intuitively because it's much easier to just speak to your peer that is yeah, next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one thing that we also did that was also very interesting, in uh, even though we are, let's say, let uh, five of us were in the office, when we're doing our meetings, uh, let's say our stand-ups, we still all went to our own personal laptop or individual laptop and uh, we all attended the meeting in the laptop because that makes also much easier for communication, uh, the room to understand each other. Uh, that's also a, a tip that we that I would give to everyone. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's right. Even 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 for us, when we have, uh, let's say for example, if I, if I'm working on features with a colleague, then usually sometimes we do like a like a video call. Anyone from the company can actually join. Ah, uh, okay. Video. Why? I don't know. I think I think it's just uh, because we only have like around like 12, 12 or fourteen developers, mm-hmm. so so uh, there's a lot of like openness uh, in terms of development. So anyone can right. actually join if they are interested in knowing uh, about the project. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it, I think it's it, it's a great it's a great push too. Right, right. So what are what are the the things so we already talked about always speaking on discord or or slack or whatever don't don't if you if you are in the office it's really important to keep communication going uh you also spoke about being very detailed in your tickets by the way which software do you use? do you use gyra do you use trello for writing <laughs> t- ah you use github github yeah github okay so always be very um specific there what do you have any other tip that is you feel that it's very important for someone working remotely 
I think those two points are the those two points mm-hmm. that I mentioned in my tweet are are, are the most important. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And then personally, we spoke about uh, having a routine, trying to stay healthy. Doing you have to set up your own exercise, and uh, and then and then we are still. If you have friends already, that's great. If you don't, you need to go and find them outside <laughs> of the office. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. I would say. I would say that's that. That's gonna be tough too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's easier if you are in the same time zone because, as I told you, we had many events and it was <laughs> really nice. But if you are in such different time zones, it might be harder. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then there's one more thing that I want to talk about, which is how do you explain working remotely for people that do not work remotely? And with that, I include your wife or girlfriend, your friends, your family, because, for instance, myself, I feel that I'm working at home and then i i'm working the full day and uh, let's say my girlfriend gets home and she says like why didn't you i don't know do some the dishes why did you do this or that because they expect that since you are home you should be working on the your house household chores is that something that that also happens to you <laughs> yeah yeah that's right i was laughing actually because when you when you were telling me all this stuff yeah those things happens to me too. Like people, <laughs> people, people doesn't doesn't uh, used to the idea that uh, uh, that you're working uh, remotely. I mean, like when you are at home, that you're actually working. So yeah, I, I had I had I had those problem too. How do you fix it? Um, I think I think it's just uh, by time. Uh, people will understand. So mm-hmm. like. Uh, like when I moved, uh, when I moved to this uh, place, I'm I'm actually like living closer to my uh, to my in-laws. So usually, like during working hours, usually sometimes they will ask me uh, for help. Uh, right. That's kind of stuff. But usually, yeah, I that, just that, explain. That's to, a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So usually, what I do is just like I try to explain them uh, that I'm usually like working between eight to five, things like that. And if if you think that that you need help with help with, we can do it after that, things like that. I right, think you have to right. explain to the to the to the person. And uh, did you ever try going to a co-working space to work? Uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, what, yeah. what are your thoughts? What was the experience? Uh, I think it's really great, actually. Uh, I like going because when before COVID actually I I actually like rented like co-working space and sometimes mm-hmm. I would uh, from a cafe. Um, mm-hmm. It's just because this could is, be a great way to solve the problem of uh, you know meeting people, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I met I met like a couple of like new friends from working in a mm-hmm. co-working space, and then I think it's a it's a good change of uh, um, scenery too. As a solopreneur, I I'm basically alone in this, right? And it's I sometimes feel that it, it would be interesting to have to go to a coworking space and meet other people that are doing the same. That are also uh, bootstrappers, and uh, this could be a great a great way, a great uh, great idea. Uh, back when I was in back when when I was living in Kuala Lumpur, I usually I went to coworking space with with my other friend who who. Who are also working remotely, mm-hmm. but what I found out is that my productivity is actually going down because mm-hmm. we mostly spend time like talking, because yeah. usually we are socially isolated, right? When working yeah, remotely, right. then exactly. when yeah. we when we plan to go, uh, when we plan to go to a co-working space to work together, 
what we actually did was mostly like talk with each other instead of working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you do, if you go every day, then it's different, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's 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 a good point as well. You know, I with a wannabe entrepreneur, I also want to build what I call a virtual co-working space for bootstrappers. So I'm trying to like organize a community of people and organize also some events. So we have the Slack channel, as I told you, where we kind of support each other, we mentorship each other. And then I also want to do, I'm going to do actually the first in the, hopefully next week, our first uh, virtual beer <laughs> uh, so that we can meet each other and so on. So I'm trying to to do something like this uh, as well. And um, of course that you will be also uh, invited to join. So everyone that I interview gets uh, a basically a free pass to join this community. And uh, if you are listening, then you you basically have, you paid four years a month to to join this and also to support the podcast. So yeah, that's really cool. Thank, yeah, thanks for the invite. I will definitely check 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 it out. Yeah, yeah that's that that would be amazing. And uh, yeah, thank you so much also for for your time and for sharing your experience. I think it was really helpful, and I, I bet you that a lot of people learned a lot from you, Cyril. So thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a lot a lot of fun like talking to you. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, I think it was, a, it was a great podcast. Yeah, I would ah, definitely, you. I would definitely uh, like to like to listen more uh, on the other uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should listen the one uh, with Tiny Ask. It's also from uh, from people. They they are well, as I told you, they are living now in Australia, but they are both from Malaysia. We also spoke a little bit about the Malaysian uh, startup scene and so on. <laughs> so this could be a good one for you to start with. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. This was another interview. The podcast will return next Tuesday with our freestyle version. And then there will be also another interview next Thursday. And if you have any questions, if you want to know about uh, Stencil, the product that uh, Shuhi is is building, or you just want to check it out or, or chat with him, everything will be linked in the description. I will link his Twitter. I will link his products, everything. And uh, whatever you want me to link, I will also do it. So you can just go to the show notes and all the information will be there. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next Tuesday.